David Adams here, and I'm kicking off the Three Count Podcast in style here from the luxurious confines of my car. Brother, brother, how you doing? Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Ancient Ring and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right, you should be calling me your Sherpa because I've asked you so many times now to be calling me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you gotta have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can, and that's why it's never about me. About who's entering and who's entering today? Well, you can find this man at IWA Vintage Pro Wrestling, you can find this man at Invictus, you can find this man at 302 Pro Wrestle Pro Titan. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed his hoodie, House of Glory. That's right, he is the man, the myth, the legend, and you know, the one who's introduced tons of your childhood favorites to include moi. That's right, it is the man, the irresistible one, the insatiable one, Dave Adams. Man, you are taking my job with that announcer gimmick. That was pretty good, bro. Wrestler and announcer combined. I thought being a ring announcer and a commentator was pretty talented. But, bro, first and foremost, thank you for having me on the Three Count Podcast. From the luxurious confines of my car, like I said, I apologize. But thank you very much, and we're going to have a good interview here. I appreciate the opportunity. Hell, yeah, man. I'm super hyped that you were like, yeah, I'll come on. And I know, like... Of course, because like we run into each other at so many different shows, and then like I just like slid in your DMs. I was like, "Hey, man, you want to come on the podcast?" You're like, "Is this Red Dog?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah hello." He he goes, "Hello, sir. This yeah. is Clifford Miller. I'm like, you know, and I'm looking at the picture, going, um, you know, we call each other by our, you know, by our like, uh, ringing uh, my ring announcer name by your worker name, you know, in the business names, and I'm like." Uh, bro, this is Red Dog, right? We, I just announced you last week. I'm like, of course I'll come on your podcast. I was like, you're trying to approach me all respectful like a complete stranger, though. I was like, always, bro. Once we work together, we bros, bro. So I'm, I'm, happy, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I appreciate that, too. It's funny because, like, I always think about that kind of thing. It's like, I always tell people, like, I go and I meet people, and I'm just like, hey, like, do you want to come on the podcast? And they're like, yeah. And then when I reach nope. out to them, like, I just come all formal because it's like, I still just like, I don't know. It's still just, it's surreal to me that like i talked to so many different people and asked them to come on the show and talk to them and i'm sure like you know you probably had like that same kind of instant where like you're meeting new people or like maybe like favorites of yours and then you're just like they're all just like hey what's up man you're like dude sir it's so cool to meet you and they're like whoa 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 first of all no sirs (laughs) yeah 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 no it's all good yeah i mean this sort of thing it's just part of our business i mean for a lot of people you know if, if you're on the outside looking in the wrestling business is pretty much like the military in many aspects. You know, your newbies coming out of the training school are your privates. And, you know, you got your captains, your generals, your lieutenants, you know, your veterans of the sport, basically. And I think it's, yeah, it's a good courtesy. Um, I mean, a lot of the old school training has disappeared over the years. I mean, I got my own opinions about that. But, yeah, I mean, I've been in the business 11 years, and there is plenty handfuls of brothers veterans that i still call sir and they're all like sir and i'm like you know and, and then i'll be like, all right brother brother but it always begins with sir it's just when you're trained the right way it's just second nature and and you know without respect in this business you know that's like the foundation i think of pro wrestling is respect yeah definitely and, it, and you bring up a good point that i like to it's really weird that the wrestling world is a lot like the military because like coming yeah. from the air force side and like coming into this whole place i'm just like 
I, I address everybody by, and it, it, I guess I was raised that way too, but then even just coming in, I'm just like, Hey, what's going on, sir? Hey, what's up? And just like, just chatting it up with people. But it's definitely weird to hear that structure too. Cause I never thought about that way as like people who are green are like the brand newbies of week zero of basic training. And I'm like, yes. I like yes. that a lot. <laughs> and yes. And the key word is structure. I don't want anybody that's been in the military to say, did he compare pro wrestling to, uh, you know, I've served for my country. I'm not saying that. The people that have served for their country are the strongest people in the world. But it's just that mindset, the way that the pyramid breakdown is. It's just, it's so similar because I have family members that have been in the Army, the Navy, the Marines, and even they're like, yeah, they're and they've been around the culture. And it's just, yeah, I, I think it's good, though, because with that structure comes discipline and military discipline and pro wrestling a discipline. Without discipline, I don't think you're going to make it too far in the business. So it's definitely definitely one of those things that's kept me uh, going all, all these years is I like the fact that even as crazy as it gets, when you get to the core of it, you can still find that wrestling a discipline that keeps you coming back for more. Listen, he may not be saying it, but I certainly would say that it 100% yeah. feels like it. But the other part, too, and I tell I talk about this a lot with people, and you can kind of you – can, you can agree or not disagree. It's kind of cool. Um, but in the military, right, like the one thing I really loved was the fact that everybody was on the same page and working the same missions, right? Like we were all pushing forward to something bigger. And yeah. looking at looking at the wrestling crowd now, it's the same thing. Like the wrestling crowd is working a lot like the military where we all have this one goal, this one giant push that we're all looking for. And that's to like entertain fans, whereas like in the military is obviously protect the country. But you work towards that same goal. And I always find that to be like intriguing. And I think that's why I do – I. I don't want to say like I do well, but I fit well into like this community. Oh, absolutely. I've seen how you interact with the fans too. And the fans, they just adore you and uh, definitely uh, happy that I met you. And uh, yeah, the the bond you have with the fans at IWA Vintage is definitely some, something special. And I, I can appreciate that. that. So for our people who don't know who you are, and we've kind of gone into this already like six minutes in, you know, who is Dave Adams? Well, David Adams here. Ring announcer, commentator, hype man, everything but the wrestling. Y'all can keep that wrestling there. I, I'm the guy that likes to hype up the talent. You know, the fans don't come to, they don't pay to see me, but they appreciate what I do. I've been told to try and put over the talent because I know how hard it is. I've seen the training re- regimen and y'all bust your butt. And I just like to be that guy that gives those over the top entrances. And I try and pride myself on interviews as well. Because uh, you always want to keep yourself relevant in the business and always uh, keep those envelopes coming in. So if there's a ring announcer, then I always try and get booked as a commentator. If there's a ring announcer and a commentator, hey, maybe I could be your backstage interviewer. Uh, gotten into trying to uh, be the hype man for some wrestling conventions. That's a cool gig where you just get to basically just dress up in a nice tuxedo and walk around and make the talent feel comfortable. You know, so... Basically, yeah, just uh, try and be be that guy that uh, tries to get all the talent to tell their story and put it over so the fans can uh, further invest in them. Yeah, I and I, I, I like that aspect of, like, the, the sport, the business, the performance, whatever you want to call it. I love that aspect because it's just something like there's, like, this fine line. And I know I've talked to, like, a couple other people who, who do ring announcing and even commentators. And, like, they always talk about that fine line, like, of not wanting to get themselves over, but to always make sure that the talent gets over. But there's just certain personalities that you just get attracted to because like the way they tell the stories yeah. and listening, because like sometimes I'll be in the ring and I'll hear you doing commentary. I, I can't help, but like 
try not to laugh because I'm like try not to try not to smile. But yeah. it's it's definitely it's definitely fun listening to you call matches. I appreciate that compliment. Yeah, I mean, I I try my best. It's tough trying to carry uh, DB Richard uh, on my shoulder, my broadcast colleague. But I'm glad you enjoy the commentary, even though I'm stuck with him. Okay, yeah, DB, DB, I know you're watching this. Love you, bro. Can't wait to work with you again very soon. I believe. Uh, wait, well, let's get that plug in here. I believe we are going to be on March the 16th or April the 16th. Time machine. April the 16th, we got a new home, Super Crazy Wrestling Entertainment Center in Westville, New Jersey. Uh, IWA Vintage coming back with authority. Yeah, I'm hyped because I think they're starting to run monthly out of there now, right? Because that's what that's the big yeah. Rumors that is, I believe that's going to be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put any uh, words in out of Atticus Reigns' mouth, but I may. I may or may not have some. Have had some private talks with him, and it sounds like this is going to be uh, a venue for a while because uh, he has a good uh, relationship, business relationship with the owners over there. He's comfortable there. And all the dates that he wanted to run are were open. So it sounds like uh, it's going to be a good partnership for a while. And um, that's that super crazy entertainment center. That's becoming the uh, Richfield, uh, the uh, Richfield Park of South Jersey. If people know about North Jersey, there's a building in Ridgefield Park that gets used for, I mean, 8, 10, 12, 15 different uh, promotions a year. I mean – they make that they make that building rental money. You gotta appreciate that. And my boy O Dog and Tiana Duval um, down in uh, Westville, they got that building going going really good there. And people are comfortable, and the fans love it. The talent loves it, and the promoters love it. So it's become a pretty popular building, and it's a cool building to film in because it's like black concrete walls. The sound is really crisp in there, and you can have a real intimate atmosphere. But yeah, you could be right up in right up in the action, but still be safe, basically. Right, and that's one thing. So I've been in that building like numerous times now. Whether it was with like HWT or um, or you know coming up, I obviously IWA is gonna be there. But one show in particular too was Invictus. Like I was there, just kind of popped in, wanted to hang out as a crowd. But yeah, yeah the lo- I love the building because, like you said, the sound is like it reverbs like so well. Like I'm just like you get you get these loud bangs and like so if you're a big person and loves watching big slams, yeah, this is gonna be about the time where you want to get in and check it out. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of the events that get filmed there now are filmed on IWTV. So I I know and uh, I know IWA Vintage isn't there yet, but I certainly know that they uh they've got their eyes on at least investigating that IWTV platform. So who who knows? There's nothing signed, sealed, and delivered, but I definitely know that that it's been talked about uh, and I'm sure that uh, Atticus Reigns and the rest of the management there would love to eventually get um, IW Vintage on that elevated platform. Cause yeah, how crazy Invictus Pro, everybody was running that, that day, but they we got a, we, we, we had a 2 PM bell time, the city ate open and you got to see talent from like all over pretty much the Northeast, all the way from new England to Pittsburgh, to Philly, to Baltimore. I mean, it was a pretty amazing event. What did you think about that, bro? Yo, I was okay. So I had to be, I had to be Team DC and Team Baltimore because obviously I got a rep. You know, being from Baltimore, but yeah, uh, yeah having friends like Moses as well as O'Shea, having uh, Mr. Grimm, you know, Killian McMurphy, AK, right? But then what was crazy is like I had to also like pull myself away because 
as much as I'm repping my my t- and you know Jordan Blade as well. I can't forget Jordan. Of course. Uh, but I had to pull myself in right because uh, Davian has also been on the podcast. MLK has been on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Amazing talents. Yeah. So so many great people that have all been uh, attached. They were all there, yeah. and I was like, yo. So as I were we're talking and stuff, I was like. This is wild. Like a bunch of people that I just I've literally had on the podcast recently. They've all been yeah. they're here. So I was like it, just having fun talking with them. It took all my power to stay neutral because that opening match was team NYC versus team Buffalo. And you know, I'm tight with a lot of those dudes from the NYC team. You had Cash Lopez Broadway, you had Leroy Green, you had Jay Bougie. And I, I mean I'm cool I'm cool with all all three of those guys. We've worked the scene, I've worked, I've worked with Leroy and Ken at House of Glory. I work with Jay Bougie at uh, Titan Ch- Championship Wrestling and Funhouse Wrestling. So, I mean, it was definitely – I had to stay neutral. And they, they unfortunately did lose in the opening round. But, I mean, the, like the, the concept of a trios tournament with eight different teams, 24 competitors, I mean, it's so – it adds to that unpredictability personified. It was a great tournament. Yo, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I am such a massive fan. I cannot – I cannot wait to either see a like another promotion like mimic that or just Invictus bring that back for like a second round. And I know I know three guys from Baltimore who will legitimately just want to show up and just bomb out on that show. So yeah. you know, Alex, call us. We got, we got <laughs> Alex you. is Alex is a good dude. He's got a good eye for talent, and a good eye for wrestling, and and the uh, two events that I've uh, done commentary with them was a good time. That was one of those rare events where I wasn't booked for ring announcing as they have an amazing ring announcer. The uh, WrestlePro ring announcer, Ryan Peterson, announces there. And he is tremendous. But I, I did. I, for only the second time in my career, I got to sit down. I got to do commentary with uh, the voice of a generation, Peter Rosado. And we, we once, like five years ago at a show, did one match together. And I was like, man, I got to do a whole show with you. And it took five more years to finally do it. But, yeah, it was not. It, you know, it's like iron sharpens iron. When you get to work with somebody that's a, that's a professional and respected in the community, I mean, uh, the founder of We Are Wrestling, I mean, you can see how the talent just is magnetized towards him in the locker room. He's got a great mind. And I really appreciated, uh, you know, getting to work with someone. And he, he had been working for them for the past couple of months now. So he had a lot of the backstory on the storylines. I was trying to play catch up as I hadn't worked for them for, for about a year. So definitely showing up there and then you have this eight city open and you want to, you want to sound like, you know what the heck you're talking about. And uh, I think as a team, uh, we did pretty good together and uh, uh, hopefully we get to continue that team at some point down the line. I had a lot of fun there. It was a good time. Yeah. I, I, um, so like I'm, I, I've had Alex on the show a couple of times, whether it was like Invictus or we brought him on as a special guest for our debate show, or just even when I uh, had this for the first time, like this whole new setup, like I, I invited him on. He was the first person I invited on to come check it out outside of uh, the three count podcast. And uh, yeah, we had a great time. And then we brought him on the show to talk about the, the city eight. And it was just, it was just to me, it was just so real because yeah. I remember that idea getting brought up to me as, as an idea. And he was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I was like, Oh, I think that'd be kind of cool. And then to see the evolution of it all. And I was like, this is insane. So yeah, no, and then, and then here you guys doing commentary. I was kicking it with that with Kid Chic. Like I thought he was so cool. Like yeah. <laughs> much rather just there. Yeah, IWTV. Their commentary setup was awesome. I sometimes I don't like to wear the headphones because I get like a reverb in my ear and I really lose uh, touch with the fans. 
because I'm a big fan. I'll do post-production commentary, especially if the envelope is nice and fat. But I, if I, you know, I'll do whatever the promoter wants. But in a perfect world, I love live commentary because you can truly get that true, like, like you know, intimate in the moment emotion. Instead, I mean, I've been, I, I've been blessed that I have the ability to recreate that live event emotion. But if, if I have a choice, yeah, their headphone setup was really good. I felt like I was really in touch with the event and the crowd the whole time. Wasn't the biggest crowd in the world, but the crowd that did show up, they were wild, they were lively, and they were full of life. And they were, you know, they, they were treated to three hours of great entertainment, courtesy of Invictus Pro Wrestling. And and uh, anybody that wasn't there live got to enjoy it on IWTV Live, you know, the most live wrestling IWTV. I'll plug those guys all day long because they're always good to me and they always want to make sure that the announcers have good, like, like headsets and, and the microphones are crisp. I was like, I may know a podcast that's a uh, look, you know, looking for a new home, possibly leaving YouTube, and you know, maybe, maybe just being a part of IWTV. I don't know. We'll get in touch. <laughs> put, one of those put, here, put yourself over. I'm allowing you to put yourself over on your own podcast. Does that make any sense? <laughs> Wrestling. Get, get your so, stuff in, brother. Get, yeah, I gotta get my shit in, bro. Like, so I'm curious, man. Like, um. So we did talk about this, like uh, this balance, this line, right? This very fine line that uh, that comes for a commentator to like, or a commentator, or even just a ring announcer, like putting talent over without like actually getting themselves over. So I'm kind of curious, like, yeah. how do you set that tone? Like, how do you set that line? I never think about myself. Uh, I get I get so into it because like my my highs and lows, my adrenaline goes up and down for three hours straight, especially on commentary. Because I had the sound mixer guy next to me. He's like, he's like, dude, he's like. What's your commentary style? I'm like, are you the mixer? I go, yeah. He goes, stick tight with me, little baby bird. We're going to be adjusting this uh, sound all night long. He's like, okay. He was good like that. But um, that's it. I mean, I know I'm there. I've After 11 years, I mean, I've, I've been told I'm pretty well respected by the fans and the, ta- and the talent for, you know, doing my job. So it's just like, it, you know, it's just like, it's like the best job ever. You don't go there like it's a boring nine to five office job. I go there like this is the greatest job ever. I've. You know, as soon as you walk in that door, anybody that has an ego, that that door to me is like the, the curtain to the to the to the uh, locker room. The, the, there's a curtain that separates the locker room from the fans, but there's also a proverbial curtain that separates the parking lot from when you enter the locker room. And I think when you enter that invisible curtain, you should put you know all all you know selfish egos aside. Does not everybody does it? This is my this is my own personal opinion for the record and how I do it. And it's all about the team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, David Adams here, that's become, like, my thing. David Adams here has nothing to do with David Adams. David Adams here at, at IWTV, IWTV uh, IWA Vintage, Super Crazy Pro Wrestling, Titan Championship Wrestling, Funhouse Wrestling, House of Glory Pro Wrestling. Next Friday night, April the 15th, Queens, New York City, House of Glory returns, and the amazing Red returns, defending his six-way cruiserweight championship tribulations live on Fight TV. Tickets now. HOGWrestling.net. Sorry, gotta throw the plug in there for my home fed right there. But <laughs> yeah, um, but seriously, <laughs> I, um, it's just all like right there. David Adams here represents. It's a. I created that hashtag like eleven years ago, and I wanted it to be David Adams, and I wanted to be the announcer that 
I, I don't care about being the best. The, the best announcer passed away a couple of years ago. Howard Finkel's always going to be the best announcer. I want to be a consistent announcer. I want to be an announcer that whether people like me or hate me, because in this business, you're not going to like everybody, but we have a mutual respect for each other for the craft that we love. I want all... You know, whether talent like like me personally or just like me personally, I like to know the fact that when I when they see me in a locker room, they can take us like a breath, like oh, David Adams here. Shit's gonna be organized and shit's gonna be crisp, and I'm gonna have a good entrance, and he's gonna help keep the timing between the matches, you know, nice and crisp. No empty ring between matches. The announcer, get your ass in the ring out and be the reset button between matches. You, you that way, I never want a fan to go on their phone, want to. You know, you know, don't take a piss until intermission. Don't get up to get any food or souvenirs till intermission. Basically, I don't want, you know, if there's an empty ring, the fans will get bored in like two seconds and they might walk away. And then the next match comes and now maybe you lost five, ten fans that are doing their thing. And that takes away from the talent that they're trying to entertain. So, I mean, I just I want it to always be about about the talent and I want it to be about the fans being entertained. Um I know this has been true from the fans' perspective because as an awesome compliment on commentary, and I've been told this you know, hundreds of times now in over a decade, that uh, fans, you were saying how, how you enjoy the commentary. Well, the fans must agree because a lot of fans, when they get to the venue, when you got to pick your seat, they purposely want to pick a seat close to the commentary table so that they can hear my commentary in their ear. So it's like... It, it's like a movie. They're watching the visual in the ring. They don't have to look at me. It's not about looking at me, but my voice adds the narration to what they're visually seeing in the ring. And when I heard the like, well, well, when we get here, we get seats as close to you as possible. You're great. And you really make a, and you really enhance our experience. And I'm like, that's like, that's probably the greatest compliment. You know, it's nice when people say, oh, you did great. And they want to, you know, blow smoke up your butt sometimes. But when a fan tells you a genuine compliment like that, like they pick their seat close to you because you help enhance their twenty dollars that they spent to see the show. I'm like, dude, that's that doesn't get any better than that. That's what we're doing is we're here to entertain. And if you can entertain and be likable and they actually enjoy your talent, you know, that's pretty cool. So I mean, that's probably one of the nicest compliments fans have given me over the years. Oh, that's awesome though. And I definitely yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, like just I go back and like listen to my matches and stuff like that. And I just like make sure like especially for like the last uh IWA show. Uh, not the one that where I was with like Dave Dahl, but the the match I had with Prince Machiavelli and listening yeah. to you and DB like go back and forth. I was like, yo, this is actually so much fun. I was like, this makes the match like a lot better. And especially yeah. listening to DB talk about my gun being uh, an illegal prop. Yeah, the uh, invisible gun concept was pretty good there. Uh, DB's got a great personality, uh, you know. We have uh, kind of opposite personalities, which 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 acts really well. We can feed off each other. He's got way too many rules. He's always talking about his homemade rule book. So, but those rules seem to benefit the heels and not the faces as much. I've noticed. So, but it's all right though. Uh, it, it's always good to uh, have uh, that commentary partner that you can bounce off of like that. You know, I have a good time doing solo commentary at times, and you know, doing my best at like Joey Styles. Uh, you know, rendition, but when you have a good uh, broadcast colleague, it definitely can enhance the product even more. And I mean, fans are going to watch the wrestling no matter what. But I mean, a lot of fans will tell you if they don't like the commentary, they'll they'll either lo lower the volume or they'll mute it and they'll just watch the wrestling and they'll put music on in the background or some shit like that. And that's like the ultimate. 
you know, that's how you know you're not doing your job right. If right. people just want to watch the wrestling and they want to mute the commentary, then you probably need to go back and re uh, re uh, do think your skill set because whatever you're doing is not working, obviously. Facts. So I'm curious, man, because like you do like a lot of talking and stuff like that throughout like all of like the you know your performance with your commentary as well as on in the ring. So afterwards, I'm sure you probably get parched, you probably get hungry and stuff. So I need to know, man, what's that post match meal that you got to have after a show? Well, first and foremost, if I can ever get a sponsorship, Halls. <laughs> here we go. Halls relief relieves coughs and soothes sore throats. <laughs> cools nasal passages and my coworkers at at my uh weekday job always think i'm sick but i'm like i just enjoy cough jobs i don't like chewing gum it keeps my voice nice and crisp and arizona green tea with honey and ginseng yes <laughs> pay me my money i put you guys over every time but that's my uh go-to during a show uh i don't you know honestly i mean i don't like to eat too close before a show i mean four Honestly, four hours is my uh, line. If I if I got a show at seven, I'm either eating by three or I'm not eating until midnight, one a.m. Um, but yeah, on the way home, you're kind of limited a lot of times. Like with like the 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 uh, the super crazy entertainment venue in Westville, New Jersey, ten thirty Delcia Drive, uh, Unit Four W. Remember, we've got IWA Vintage. Pro Wrestling Saturday night, the night after House of Glory in Queens, we go to Westville, New Jersey, Saturday, April the 16th, IWA Vintage debuts at the Super Crazy Entertainment Center, the home of the best chicken fingers and all of gosh dang a dirty Jersey. Yeah, Melissa will love that. Melissa cooks those chicken fingers and they are fan-freaking-tastic. But my go-to at night, like, I drive on the Jersey Turnpike, and really, the rest stops is really the only thing to go to. And usually, like, like Chick-fil-A is closed, Starbucks is closed, Popeye's is closed. But my go-to baby girl is always, Burger King is always open. So I get the greasiest double uh, BK King, whatever the double BK, something like a half pound of meat in my mouth. That's right, David Adams here, and I love to put a half pound of meat in my mouth after a wrestling <laughs> event. There you go. That's on pod. That's on a podcast forever frozen in history. But yeah, I I, I always go for like a like a double quarter pounder or or a d- double king or whatever. Uh, bacon, cheese, something that I normally wouldn't eat in my d- daily uh, eating habits. I don't use really the word deep diet. I think if people want to eat healthy, eat healthy, you know, change your eating routines. Uh, diet, the word diet sucks because because a diet puts pressure on people and then you, they usually don't stick to it. But if you just consider it like a life-changing uh, sequence of daily routine, I think it'll be a lot easier for people. People ask me that all the time because apparently like, but I lost 30, I lost like 25 or 30 pounds since uh, COVID like took over the world. And now we're finally out of that shit show, thank God. And I really didn't do anything except just eat a little healthier. So that was it. I, I swear I'm not dying. I, I hope not. Well, at least not now. I guess we're all slowly dying, but not now. I still have a, I still have a lot of announcing time left. Man, if I just jinxed myself and this is some Final Destination shit, there you go, bro. You got the last pop of David Adams. But I'll stop talking like all crazy like that. Yeah. But to make a to make a, a long story to make a short story long, yeah, double BK King, extra cheese and bacon, and it's fan freaking tastic. I know my trainer is like always bugging me. He's like, 
we gotta go to Wendy's. We gotta go to Wendy's. We gotta go to Wendy's. I'm like, whatever. Let's go to Wendy's. Shit. <laughs> like, Wendy's is fantastic too, but you can, it's hard to find a Wendy's open past like twelve or one sometimes. But BK man, they take that. They take that slub money in the middle of the night. They love that shit. <laughs> I'm pulling open like my envelope, taking out my like sweaty bills that are in my pocket. Like, but I, it's great. That's what the egg. Hey, Never work for free, kids, in the wrestling business. Get paid, put gas in your car, and get, like, BK. It's a a dream, brother, living the dream. I work for gas in Burger King. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking like a true indie vet. There you go. Yeah, I I hear you 100%. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious. Like, I want to kind of change the gears a little bit and just ask this question, though. Like, what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn in the business? You know, I'll keep it vague. Sometimes you think you have a relationship with people in the business where you think that you can, like, switch the gear from wrestling world to real life. And you can, like, you know, you might be going through a real-life problem. And you think you've known people long enough that you could, you know, discuss real-life problems. And you learn really quickly and very shockingly. You can't tell every you can't tell people everything, and that's not for everybody. I do have a handful of tight people that I can confide in, but you know I've made the mistake in the past of uh, I, you know ha- had some trials and tribulations in my real life, and I I really was going through some shit, and I tried to tell it to some people, and it backfired on me, and uh, I didn't get the support that I thought I'd get, and instead, yeah, got a cold shoulder. So I mean, it was shocking, but it was also a revelation that this is a business, and. These people want to know David Adams a lot of times. They don't want to know what, you know, what you do in your real life when you enter that venue and when you, and from the time you enter the venue to the time you leave the venue, that's all they want to know. And that's it. And especially if you're being paid for said services. And um, yeah, I mean, many, many years ago, I was like, oh, I'll enter the wrestling business and I'll make lots of friends. You will make lots of acquaintances. You can make a lot of business uh, partners. Friends, very limited. Um, and it's not an insult to anybody. I mean, I, I think that's just the way it goes is uh, that there's a lot of competition for only a certain amount of spots, whether it's wrestling talent, announcers, referees, uh, you know, podcast guys, uh, live stream guys to film the events, you know, the camera crew. So I think there, you still have to be open-eyed that there still is that healthy and very, and I say this in a healthy way, there's a healthy competition for a limited amount of spots because people want that spotlight. And, you know, I mean, there's always new talent coming up and you have to keep yourself uh, relevant. I mean, that's why I, I practice my uh, craft of uh, commentary and uh, backstage interviewing and emceeing, hosting events, because there's a shit ton of great ring announcers out there and they can only pick one. Very rarely do you split a uh, show with two ring announcers, unless it's WrestleMania or, you know, like a global-based event, WWE-based, AEW-based, and that's the goal to get to that level. That's awesome. But on most indie events, you got one you got one announcer and you got you got one ring announcer and maybe anywhere from one to three commentators so yeah i mean but yeah i've definitely learned uh just you know sometimes you gotta just know who you can uh, be personal with and who just to stay professional with and i've learned it the hard way and it's no ill will to those people no names or anything and i've moved on and it actually made me a stronger person in life and in the wrestling business um so i mean yeah, I think if you want to be successful in this business too, you have to go through a struggle here and there, whether it's personally or professionally in the industry, because um, you really need to get knocked down every once in a while because you really do need, I mean, this isn't like some Rocky movie where I'm there, you got to pick yourself back up, but you really do 
it's not so much picking yourself up. You need to know how to dust yourself off and how to stand back up and how to not lose the confidence that you've instilled in yourself. Because sometimes setbacks can really screw people up in the brain and then all that confidence that they've uh, you know gained goes right out the window and then they lose that confidence. And you can't go into a wrestling ring with no confidence. Whether you're a referee, a ring announcer, especially in-ring athletes, talent, you have to be in there because somebody else's life is in your hands and you have to have that confidence and you have to be confident that you got to be able to take heckling from people you get, it's, it's everything so um like i said i've um i've definitely uh grown stronger through my greatest uh, triumphs and my tribulations I, I like that i like that i mean that all of that is like great information this is great for people it's all straight it's like, straight from the heart man yeah no when you get david adams yeah, there's no bullshit right here this ain't no script I, like i want to tell tell people because in a business of, of storylines and, and a lot of works, a lot of times, it's hard to find the truth. Like, like I want to give pe- people information. People ask me all the time, how do I, how do I get started? You know, why do, why do I love what I love to do? And I just, you know, and, and how do I, you know, keep myself going? I mean, I mean, sh- shit, I'm proud to say that I announce, currently actively announce for at least 10 d- d- different companies on a, on like a Ferris wheel, on a rotating wheel. So, I mean, I, I, that's a cool stat. I don't know how, if any announcers work for 10 di- different companies. I mean, at one time, the most I ever worked for was like 20 different companies at one time, but there's only so many Saturdays in a month. And then eventually you got to start turning people down. And then, you know, you know, it, it hasn't always been like who paid me the most either. A lot of times it was who paid me more, but sometimes if you have a loyalty to somebody and they pay a little bit less versus the other place, you, it's something, it's good to also stay loyal to those companies that believed in you from the, uh, from the uh, genesis of, of your craft as well. I mean, we are here to make money. I'm not going to be like, oh, we're not here to make money. Make your money. We're all, you know, it's carnies. You want to sell your merch. You want to sell your sell your persona. Make your money. Your eight by tens, your t-shirts, any other souvenirs you have. Make your money, but don't make it all about the money. I mean, one day if you're in a position to be negotiating between who's going to pay you more between WWE or AEW, then you've done the right thing, and that's a different avenue. But um, yeah, don't make it always money based. Get paid and don't let them. I believe uh, New Jack, may he rest in peace, once told me. He goes, he told a, he told a, he told a whole group of us. He goes, make sure you get paid. Don't let no don't let no promoter stick it in your ass and make sure you provide for your family and don't let them fuck you. Always get paid. And and New Jack was one of the kindest men I ever knew behind closed doors. That rugged exterior that you saw in the ring, that. That was for entertainment. But if you knew New Jack backstage, that guy, up until the day he passed, was always trying to help the younger talent rise to the surface and better themselves. And and I always remember that. But he said, uh, he's like, don't, always get paid and don't let the promoters fuck you over. Yeah, don't let them fuck you in the ass and make sure you always put food on your family family's table. That's it, man. I mean, and stuff like that. I mean, I say it with a smile because, you know, his delivery was New Jack S. But, you know, I mean, it's it's – it's the truth, and, and and any talent right now with any years in the business is just doing this right now. Yep, yep. Hell yeah! yeah so, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a that's a straight up lesson for for all the youngins. I I know we're coming out of COVID. I know people want to work for free. I know people work for free because you know I can hear promoters. I can hear talent begging to get booked. I'll work for free. I'll work for free, and that's cool. But if you do that, you put the you put the majority of the power in the promoter's hands. The power, the promoter has the power to book you. He has the power to book the venue. He has the, he has the power to pay you, but without the, you can have, you can, you can have 
an event with no fans. I think COVID has proven that. You can have empty arena shows, but you cannot have an event without talent. So by by, by working for free, I know you want to get your shit in, but you're telling that talent, oh, I, well, I can, this guy wants 80 bucks for a booking. This guy will work for free. I'll take the guy that works for free. And then you get into a thing where they're, 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 they're just cho- choosing free, free quality or free quantity over good quantity. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Free yep. quantity over good quality, basically, you know, you probably that $80 talent's going to give you a much better six to eight minute match. You know, oh, pull the curtain back a little bit than that, than the newbie that's, uh, probably just barely ready for a battle royal with kicks and punches i mean that's honest so i mean always make sure you get paid and don't don't let the pro- promoters con you and think that you need to work for um um i mean we say hot dog and a handshake but the the, the the real one is exposure i mean everybody jokes about hot dog and a handshake but if you're a young talent and the promoter's trying to get you to work for free for the exposure even if you get you know honestly 20 bucks is a, a good payday get something Ten dollars. I mean, I guess ten dollars. I've worked for ten and fifteen dollars early on. I got an envelope with five bucks in it once. So I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, honestly, if you're young, try and get at least that twenty dollar bill because the average seat for an independent wrestling show is twenty dollars. So if that if that promoter doesn't want to pay you twenty dollars, that promoter is telling you that you're not worth even one paid general admission ticket. And that's about what a general admission ticket for an indie show is twenty bucks. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. About so, right, yeah. So get your 20 bucks. At least, at least you, you know, the, the talent should be, or the promoter should respect you enough to pay you at least for one paid seat. I mean, that's the way I look at it. A lot of people may not look at it that way. This is just my own uh, opinion, professional opinion, but it's an opinion. It, people don't, don't talk of money a lot on the Indies and it's cool, but I think we could talk about what the minimum you should be getting at least. Is. Let's talk about minimum wage. The higher end guys. Yeah. You don't talk about your money. Fuck that. Keep that shit to yourself. When, when you get established enough and you make your money, you keep your money to yourself. But minimum wage in my, in my professional opinion should be 20 bucks. So for all you young kids watching, keep that in mind and uh, don't let the promoter uh, on you. And Get your twenty bucks and get the free hot dogs and the free sodas and the free snacks that are left in the snack can. You grab all that shit. I'll tell you, I've had cheeseburgers hanging out of my pocket with my envelope in my car. I'm like, hell yeah! I still gonna buy food on the way home, but I'm getting free food, you know? Because what's he say in Fast and the Furious? We're hungry. So yeah, get paid and get yeah yeah get get paid and get fed, man. Take that free shit too, but don't just work for free and don't. Just I do. Work for food. I do love, like, uh, I know there's a show in West Virginia, uh, SCWA. Hi, Keith. He watches all the episodes. Um, but, yeah. yeah, so at the end of the night, they're always, like, getting rid of, like, all the food and stuff. And I'm just right there. I'm just like, I'll just take yep. all these Pepsis with me right now. And it's fine. Oh, yeah, sodas, home. too. Hell, yeah, sodas, waters. <laughs> I mean, you got yourself a smorgasbord. Hey, I tell you, I've still bought food on the way home, and I've saved that food. And that was in my uh, lunch for my work, for my regular work job the next day, so. Hey, you guys, in this in this day and age with, with the shit we all went through over the past two, two and a half years, hey, save and that's another thing, yeah. Save your money, save your money wisely. Food is a must. You can't live without it. So if you can get free food, that saves you five, ten bucks here and there. You know, a cheeseburger and a soda, you can spend eight to ten dollars very easily on that. So yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So listen, man, like those are all my hard, heavy hitting questions. Well, we do have the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast. If you're wondering what the first is, it's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions. 
and Mr. David, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions, at, 10 questions at you rapid fast. And whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Man, this is like Family Feud. I, I since this is gonna be round two of Family Feud, I get twenty five seconds instead of twenty seconds, bro. Right. Come on, so Steve good. Harvey, put the time on the clock. Give me the twenty five seconds, Steve. We're gonna put on the imaginary timer right now, and here we go. SmackDown or Raw? Favorite movie? Back to the Future. Okay, yeah, I love Back to the Future. Sonic right. or Mario? Mario. <laughs> Favorite color? PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. I don't even know what an Xbox is. <laughs> Favorite broadcaster? Favorite broadcaster? Current or uh, not current? Why not both? Joey Styles all time as far as commentary goes. And um, actually, Joey Styles and Vince McMahon. Nobody gives Vince McMahon enough credit for his commentary. I'm actually the, and this isn't just a blow, you know, you know, he rubbed my nose on his ass or anything, but Vince McMahon is one of my favorite commentators of all time from, from the early, late eighties and early nineties. He was tremendous. He had to win a clothesline and he would make that clothesline feel like the biggest finishing move in the world. He, he seriously is to this day, one of my favorite commentators. Announcing or commentating. Ring announcing will always be my baby. Boo -doo -boo 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 -boo. But commentary has uh, added a whole lot more money envelopes to my uh, yearly pay, so I can uh, I am a, a very appreciative for that. But always, always ring announcing till the day I die. All right, favorite podcast. Well, obviously, right now the three count podcast. <laughs> but I also I'm a big fan of the Bob Culture podcast with Rob Williams, and also the Dave's at the 2300 Wrestling podcast. Dave Keener and uh, DB Richards, my broadcast colleague at IWA Vintage, making their debut in Westville Saturday night, April the 16th. At the Super Crazy Entertainment Center, 1030 Delcia Drive, Unit 4W in Westville. Home of the best chicken fingers and all of Dirty Jersey. Next. <laughs> uh, nominate one person that you want to see on the podcast. Nominate one person that I want to see on a podcast? On this podcast. Oh, on this podcast? Hmm. I don't know if he's been on or not, but I would love to see the IWA vintage owner Atticus Reigns on the podcast. He's kind of a quiet dude. Has he been on your podcast yet? Not yet. Get, get him on. Put him on. I noticed that. He doesn't like to be in the spotlight. So, yeah, get him in the spotlight. <laughs> and then last one, not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on here. Favorite curse word. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck. 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my head. Dude, it's got to be fuck. It's a noun. It's a verb. It's an adjective, it's an adverb, and it's just fun. And it, honestly, 99.9% .9 of the time when I say fuck, it has nothing to do with sexual intercourse. It's something different, and it's something fun. And something I usually use the word fuck for clean things. If You know, digest what I just said there and see if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> fuck! But, well, those yeah. are all my questions for you, man. So only thing I have left is let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Well, Facebook, you can find me. I believe the full, I don't know if anybody does this, but facebook.com backslash David Adams dot ring announcer. Because there's a lot of David Adams, but if you just, I'm sure we're mutual friends with Clifford. Just look up that David Adams. Um, my Instagram, David underscore 
Adams underscore here. And my Twitter handle is voice of the ring. So, yeah, I mean, those are all pretty much uh, set up for me. Also, uh, yeah, if, if you want to book me for any uh, business bookings, uh, David Adams here at gmail.com. I think I set that up as well. So as like a separate email just for business. Yeah. Otherwise, just come to a live show. Did I mention House of Glory Wrestling happening on Friday night, April the 15th at the NYC Arena in Queens, New York City? Did I mention that it's the return of in-ring action of the amazing Red as he defends that six-way cruiserweight championship? And did I mention that the following Saturday night in Westville, New Jersey at the Super Crazy Entertainment Center, 1030 Delcia Drive in Westville, New Jersey, Unit 4W is IWA Vintage's debut at the Super Crazy Entertainment Center. And it should be a good time because I believe it's Blackout in a return grudge match against Riot City. There's going to be a uh, women's tag team match. Now, the only thing I know about the women's tag team match is that Atticus Reigns told Debbie Kane, who's been seen quite prominently at IWA Vintage and holds a 2-0 undefeated record in singles competition, Atticus said that she can pick any partner of her choosing and they'll take on two women of Atticus Reigns' choosing. So I know Debbie Kane's in a tag match, but I don't know the other three combatants, but women's tag team action, that should be a pretty gosh darn sweet. Uh, and if, if you saw the last event, I mean, there's so much great talent that is at IWA Vintage. Uh, you know what? Craig Z-List will be there. This guy, he says he's never on the posters and Dave Dahl's never on the posters. I'm sure those two jabronis will be there. Craig Z-List entered the Australian Rules Tag Team match, which most people don't even know what Australian Rules is, uh, but he entered that match as Riot City's Most Wanted manager, and he left the match as Blackout's manager. So uh, very uh, that guy goes where the paychecks are the fattest, and he thinks he's got the biggest advantage to take over IWA Vintage. So, And then the fallout, Atticus Reigns, uh, gives uh, Destiny, a fellow ring announcer and great valet and, and a great, uh, you know, great person in the industry. So I thought for over 25 years, gave her an award for, uh, de for defeating cancer twice. And she cracked him in the head and literally cut him open. He was bloody as hell across his skull. She cracked him open. She cracked the picture frame over his skull. And this dude was bleeding everywhere. And there was glass everywhere. And I, I had to make the call and called an impromptu, uh, you know, quick, quick intermission um as we were coming out of intermission because it was glass everywhere and i felt it was unsafe for the children and the talent and the fans alike so i mean i love to hear what atticus uh has to say i tried to interview him after the show and he was like dave i just want to go home he gave me my envelope though so i was like yes sir and um i was like i right, leave the man alone he uh he needs to just be left alone but yeah the the fallout um should be good um and i mean a great intimate venue in westville so i'm excited for it me too. But, you know, like every great part of a wrestling match, this man also gave you all of his tags, so you guys need to follow him, okay? But, like every great part of a wrestling match, we gotta take this home, because this take is the Three Count Podcast Presents Now Ancient Ring, and I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right, you should be calling me your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, you gotta have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me, it's about who's entering the ring. And you see the man right there, the legend himself, David Adams here. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or you just wait for this episode to end.
you wait for that outro, and then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So... Show us some support, please.